2: Here we go. It's our number one of the G-Bag Nation on 105.3 The Fan. Hope you're having a great day. We're here to talk sports with you over the next five hours. And speaking of hours, we're 48, just 48 hours from the first game of the 2024 spring training schedule for your home of the World Series champs. 1053, the fan. We cannot wait to get out there on Sunday afternoon. How the heck are you guys doing?
3: Better when, now, dude. When you put it that way, yeah, it's hard not to be better. I, I was doing like a nine, and now I'm a full 10. Let's go hard 10 can't yeah. wait I mean it's going to be awesome Dane Dunning we'll get a lot of Cody Bradford I think Jared put it very well hey don't overreact to anything that you're going to see in spring training period last year I think it was Glenn Otto who started the first game and he's not no longer in the organization but you know Dunning and Bradford are going to be a part of this bad boy so we can watch and uh, be excited with what we see
2: going to be very excited there is a uh, Zach Wolchuk former Rangers uh pre and post game show host our baseball expert uh, our our resident baseball insider here in the G-Nation we're pleased to have him Eric Chia follow a course in the house his nosebleed brother you have Lucius Alexander in the Pimp Cup over there at Master Control uh Carter Freeman is coordinating your video at 105 com, Twitch and YouTube I am Gavin Dawson and along with you we are the G-Nation here on 105 through the fan now Brodus is out okay he's uh he's he's vacationing he's he's uh, you know unwinding in theory I don't know if it's possible for him to do that it's not he usually doesn't even take any days off. Uh, yep. But over the last week, uh, he's been out not only ill, but also on vacation. So hopefully he's getting those batteries recharged. He yeah.
3: already sent uh, a text this morning.
4: Oh, did he? He did. Was this during his uh, West Coast perennium sunning? He said,
3: hey, going to be back in town tonight. Would love to jump on the draft show tomorrow. Oh, Hate my gosh. I'm like, all right. Wait, he's, he's cutting it short? like okay brian i'm gonna sit out of the show tomorrow so you can go ahead and do it since i did yesterday's show uh and that way bobby can jump on and i know everyone wants to hear from you and i'm not going to tell you to Wow, that's away. kind of
2: ballsy, actually, to be coming home and to, to jump on other places of work while on vacation from your main job. He just can't stay yeah. away. He's
3: got to be doing something. Yeah. He's got the shakes when he's not working.
2: I mean, if we didn't call him out for it, he'd probably come in and work tomorrow 2 to 7. Be like, all right, oh. man, now I feel good. I'm back on my grind. Guarantee
3: you he would. But, yeah. no, he needs to take those days off. Stay away, Brian. You need some time to rest and recover.
4: I love that he just he just booted you. He was like, hey, daddy's back. Yeah. Well, Chuck.
2: We'll see you next week. i offered, been using these he, days off to watch film for fourteen yeah, hours. Yeah, he would have liked to have booted uh, Bobby. Uh, no, for
4: sure. He w- he wanted to boot I anybody but said, you. Hey, uh,
3: I'll take this one out. It's okay, buddy.
2: Do you think you guys will be workaholics when you get to sixty years old, like Broadus, or Do you no. think you could step away?
3: I don't think anybody can do it quite like him, man. He's uh, he's a man, and I I, I could not. Absolutely not. Most no.
2: people do stay at work, but you hear about those folks that, you know, get the golden parachute and move up to the mountains. You never hear from them again. They're just out there enjoying their family, living life without the grind, without the corporate life. Do you think you could slide away and do that? Or would the, would the lure of the microphone and... Uh Ooh. And your career, the sense of accomplishment, something mm. to do every day, pull you back in. You know, a lot of guys have a hard time retiring. Yeah, they yeah.
4: And and I obviously not being in those shoes yet. I come from the perspective. I'm always wondering why these guys continue to do the things that they do. Thank you. And so I now <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm sure I have I have much more identity tied into this than maybe I'd like to actually admit to or whatever. And when, when I actually had those feet to the fire at some point years from now, then I would probably feel a touch different, but I'd like to think that I could get to a place where, Hey, there's a happy medium, not necessarily kick your feet up and do nothing until you die or whatever. Uh, unless you're so financially able that you can just do whatever you want. It feels like you're doing things all the time but otherwise I would like to have still a, a healthy relationship with it like if I'm broadest right now I, I think that I'm doing the lake thing that he always talks about doing yeah. And we'll see if he ever gets around to doing it and I'm doing like uh I'm doing my draft show once a week you know or twice see. a week whatever it is just to just to keep that itch scratched a little bit but I am not freaking talking into a microphone for 24 hours if I can financially allow myself to not have to right like that's the dream where you can pick and
3: choose like I'll hop on I'll guest on on a couple shows, I'll do a, a draft show here you're and gonna there. You're going to be irrelevant
2: at that point. Yeah, you're I mean. Just, you're you're out doing your thing. You know so what I'm to saying? To stay relevant, you've I, got I, to do Monday th- through Friday. I think you got to be in the cycle on a regular basis.
3: Look, this is something that I'd like to do as long as I possibly can. Yeah, it's pretty. Uh, it's an easy job. Getting to talk cowboys. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. a dream. It's it an is. absolute dream. So I, for I don't me, think I,
2: many, I don't think many radio people could give it up. No, yeah.
3: I, I don't. I don't think I would easily give it up. But I do think at some point everybody envisions of like you'd like to retire and be able yeah. to spend time with your family.
2: Maybe just get that norm deal that he had for the last fifteen or twenty years, where you're doing two hour shows. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I think it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, you can get a golf in in, in the morning and at and at afternoon and and still do a sports radio show and two then, hours. Yeah.
4: Maybe just Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, we we get the college schedule.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Andrew Heaney gave us the backstory on the Corey Seager mic drop moment. You guys see this, dude? This is
4: awesome. Love it. Thank you to the KNC masterpiece for kicking off their show with
2: this and informing me of it. Yeah, pretty amazing. He was asking at the parade, "Do you think I'm going to have to speak?" Classic Corey Seager. Oh no, I don't want to (laughs) speak. The fact that he's asking that question is hysterical, guys. I mean, he's the biggest alpha on the diamond and the biggest beta off. You know, that's how I would describe Corey Seager. It's
3: not surprising that he didn't want to speak. Like, if he was given the option, it's like, no, no, let Marcus or let Josh, let somebody else do this. I don't want to be the one to do it. But, no, it's like, dude, you've got to speak.
2: His personality is kind of like the guy that just had too many edibles. But he's like that all the time. You know, it's that level of social anxiety and not wanting to speak. But he pulled it together uh, being the champion that he is, to to execute the mic drop moment, was he not the MVP of the Dodgers series? Yes, he was. He was. Okay,
4: so he has been yeah. a World Series MVP. Yeah, and champion before. Yes, does he not? Er, he's the most. Now that I'm that was saying the COVID this, championship. I, I was about to say. So I
3: don't think that they did. Uh, I don't know if they they did a parade. So this was. And if this they a, did, it might be like a drive by. Everybody stay in your car.
4: Wave. Definitely a different <laughs> yeah. one. Okay, so this was probably his first official championship yes. parade celebration. Okay, that makes more sense.
2: Then. But he does have elite championship makeup. I mean, you not only take the Dodgers there, but you get the Rangers there for the first time, and you're huge in the game's biggest moments. You know, I I think he's as big in his clutch as any star that we talk about in sport his personality is something that keeps him under the radar though anyway um says we said yes you are the world series mvp you're going to have to speak but i said if you really want to get out there quickly uh get out of there quickly here's what you do and i was kind of joking we thought it would be kind of like very humble Uh, yay we're world series champions i don't know that i even (laughs) really wanted him to do it but the minute he said that it was an os moment and he got off the stage fast.
3: Dude, and he I mean he knew. He got everybody going uh and he just turns around and it it was over. I mean, he picked the the perfect thing to say and it's one that I think we'll always remember. Like when you look back on that yeah. day, there's so many great moments, but that to me is number 1.
4: That's the one where it feels like half a million people go yeah. in erupting in cheers yes. in unison like oh my gosh that's our guy and the fact that it came from him is the last thing you expected what a brilliant idea from Andrew Heaney now this is a damn good teammate this yeah. has this has like glue guy like championship glue guy sort of vibes to it. We know that's Janko's job, but this is like, this is having your MVPs back. This is making up for the one thing, the one shortcoming that he has is this moment right here. I'm picking you guys up throughout the gosh dang entire World Series. You're a champion, mostly Andrew, because of me. Help me in this situation. And Andrew's like, I got you, bro. I got your back in the best way possible. This is going to be epic. You're going to get in and out quickly and it'll be the most memorable moment of what for all of us is one of the most memorable sports days we'll ever have. Amazing. So. Yeah.
2: The, the, Andrew Heaney, what a badass. These parades birth lots of viral moments because these guys are so full of energy and beer, you know, usually yeah. and 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 confidence and excitement from winning it and they they're usually willing to say stuff. But that's an all-timer right there, you know. It is. I, I I think not only for DFW sports but for all sports. It would have been cool if they would have done something similar back in the day so we could have these moments from Emmett and Troy, but you know, it, at least it's been established now that the the players get on stage and 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 give us some of this gold in one way or another. Who was uh, the first? This is this is was this the Lakers? Maybe I, I think the Mark the, Madden, Kobe, Shaq, Lakers. Maybe that's the first one I remember. That was, so the Bulls weren't doing this thing, like the like MJ J. Bulls Jordan, weren't. P. 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 Or can you imagine Dennis Rodman getting up there
3: and getting the crowd going? I'd Love that. I dude. seem to
2: remember it. Maybe they were. Maybe they were just in like player speak mode back in the day. Maybe they didn't start getting you know wild and crazy for a while. But. Um, you know, definitely it's it's gone viral and it's become an expectation now that it's going to get full media coverage, so none of these speeches are missed, you know, and, and maybe maybe social media is a, a big component in there as well. Dallas Stars fall again, lose back-to-back games on the road, Boston and New York, no shame in that, you know, uh, 3-1. Man, two good
3: teams. Yeah. Sagan almost had an opportunity uh, with an equalizer, about four minutes left in that game, then they went ahead and pulled Otter and uh, they got an empty net goal, but yeah, that was a bummer last night. Just got outplayed, and, and we didn't even get Logan Stankoven.
2: Dang, he didn't even play. Best name in sports right now. I was looking forward to seeing him play. Sean renamed him earlier today. It
4: Incidentally, was it, was it was it was not you call him
3: uh, Stank Stank Poo,
4: Stanky Leg, Stank Ass. It's literally what he called him. Wow, <laughs> uh, it was unintentional. I it called for Stank Ass. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's how it reads. Oh or Sean it was just you know it's still having how, the eye buggers in at 5:30 in the morning not how reads then i then i have no <laughs> idea what happened to him he short circuited he saw stank and thought immediately the next word has to be ass
3: <laughs> which hey yeah. Nine Amen. times out of ten, it that is. is the case.
2: Is. They'll be in Ottawa tonight at 6 and, and Carolina on Saturday, and they're going to host the Islanders on Monday, if you're wondering when they're going to be back in the uh, home barn there. But everything's going great. I think trade deadline coming up uh, first week of March going to be huge. Mavericks return to action tomorrow. Luka Doncic given the day off yesterday to recover from all-star festivities. Was he traveling to Europe and back? I'm, I'm not quite yeah. sure. The rest of the team practiced. Um <laughs> I'll never understand taking days off like that. Uh, I think they get a lot of days off. They you you get half the year off, you know. Uh, but I, I think you know you you, you give Luca just and you give star players in general a little a little bit more uh, flexibility, a little bit more freedom. I, I just can't imagine from a player's perspective wanting to miss an opportunity to you know, talk about our our strategies. This is a very exciting time. I don't want to go to Europe. You know, I want to I want at least be at practice. Maybe I'm resting. Maybe I'm in an ice bath. But I want to be talking with the guys and digesting the game plan and trying to hone our team defensive approach. I don't want to miss a practice. We don't have many practices during the season. That's true. That's because
4: you got got a gosh dang warrior spirit about you.
2: See? Yes. I want all the practices. Right. And I want to practice every day. Give me all the practices. I
4: mean, hashtag built different, you know? Thank you. I wish wish all of our star athletes would be like that. Grindstone guys.
2: Lunch pill guys. Yeah. See, I, I try to tell my daughter, you know. Growing up, I didn't get to be quicker than anybody, you know? You do have that. She she got enough of her mom's quickness. I was about
4: to say, thanks, Mom.
2: Yeah. I was like, take advantage of this for crying out loud. Enjoy playing sports. Like, get after it a little bit. Oh, she's like, yeah, 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 you know, Dad, I, I get it, I get it. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, no, yeah. you don't. You, people don't. <laughs> if you're blessed with quickness and you're not using that to take advantage of sports, it's frustrating for us slow people.
3: Yeah, because the quickness isn't going to be there yeah. forever.
2: You're like, man, just give me a little bit of that.
3: I remember a brief two-year window where I had speed. You had a little
2: bit of speed, didn't then you? And it was gone. Uh, when was that window? <laughs> oh, it was about four. To eight. (laughs) Years old. (laughs) Uh, Okay, number one fell in college hoops. Creighton went went into its game against UConn, having lost all uh, of its last six previous meetings with number one. But they blew them out 85-66. So that means Houston is now in position to move up into the number one spot if they can beat Baylor Saturday at 11 a.m., it won't be easy. No, it won't be. But
3: shout out to what Houston's doing, and Kelvin Sampson has a program over there. I mean, they do have an opportunity to be that number one spot, especially with Purdue getting upset by Ohio State.
4: Dude, they were not expecting this to happen. Of course, you get this the the court storming <laughs> situation going on. You get uh, you get bleep Dan Hurley chants going echoing throughout uh, throughout the arena there, and. Uh, and then at the end, you see as people are storming the court and Dan Hurley's trying to get off the court, he he is believed to be telling a Creighton student, quote, I will knock you out. And when Dan oh, no. Hurley says that, I believe him 100%.
2: Yeah, if
3: I were one of those students, I would uh, want to just crawl underneath the table
2: and hide. So there's a protest going on this afternoon here in Dallas. It's scheduled for the Hilton Dallas Lincoln Center Hotel. Okay. And it is apparently going to feature Major League Soccer referees that are protesting the professional referee organization training its replacements right here inside of our city limits. So if you're at the hill at their uh, Hilton by the Dallas Lincoln Center Hotel, you might see some protesting. So, you know, I guess good luck to the referees getting what they feel like they deserve. But we have some awesome women's soccer news last night. If you remember the story of the last World Cup, I was telling you, our young players did not show up. These are It's a major dud as far as that generation of players that were between the ages of 20, 23. Rapinoe and Alex Morgan and Ertzgal, they're too old. They couldn't carry us, so we had the most embarrassing Women's World Cup of all time. That's what happened. Well, last night, uh, Gold Cup... Game one, 5-0 over Dominican Republic. We got two teenagers. Olivier Moultre makes her debut, tallies twice. Wow. Her teenager buddy, uh, Midge Purse, three assists. Midge? Dealing. Midge is dealing. We're making Midge's still? Yes. Uh, (laughs) This is news to me. Must be a family name. It is, I'm sure.
4: Yeah, yeah. Grandma's I, midge, mom's midge. We're making stank
2: asses and we're making
4: midges. There's no I stank like ass. it. Some, this sometimes, is incredible.
2: Sometimes a super old school name makes a cool comeback.
4: Yeah, maybe this is that time. Yeah, this yeah. is a badass and, name, and this is how it starts when you have a stud like this lady who's yeah. about to go on an epic run for her country. Yeah. Now all of a sudden, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be we're gonna be cranking out Come some more 2030, midges. 2030,
2: there's gonna be a bunch of midges. I would yeah, I would expect that for sure you know at the very latest the way she was playing last night it is exciting to see a, an influx of talent and maybe we can reestablish dominance it's all we got in soccer right now is the ladies okay and they they are they're badass even though the men are men are putting, putting together a pretty it, good team but, better slowly but yeah. surely
3: I mean we're still 10 years away from utter dominance
2: okay we got G uh, g-bag of the day coming up at 2 30. What are you gonna do with us next here, Wolchuk?
3: Yeah, uh, let's uh, get into a little bit of a hodgepodge, Mitch bag, if you will. We've got a former teammate uh, that is talking crap. Hold on a second. What, I, I, there's some audio that I want to play here, Gavin. This Sounds is terrible We're going no, to to a this great a tease. We're gonna get a great
2: tease, man. I look forward to it. Some audio next. That's
0: weed. That's
2: weed. <laughs> The MLB app, baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Yeah, buddy, welcome back. It is the G Bank Nation here on 105.3. The fan we're 8 minutes Eight minutes now from the G-Bag of the Day segment's brought to you by Window Nation. Go to windownation.com. It's brought to you by the Frankles. Life's unpredictable. Accidents happen. Franklin Frankel, the go-to attorneys for car and truck wrecks in DFW. If you were a loved one's been in an accident, contact the Frankles 214 or 817-333-3333. Go to truckwreck.com. Now, uh, here's Zach Wolchuk with a mixed bag.
3: Figured it out, exactly what we wanted to do here. So we're all good, boys. All good. Shout out to DeSoto four-star running back DeAndre Tiger-Ryden Jr., who has announced his commitment to Texas A&M. He's a four-star back on the defending state champion DeSoto Eagles, and he's going to be taking his talents uh, after his senior season to College Station. So there's another big DFW area product that will be staying in the great state of Texas and hopefully have a phenomenal college career.
2: We're excited. And we're rooting for you. That's an SEC running back. Five or so one, will Chuck. Absolutely. You know what I wonder about is uh, when we're going to start to see uh, players sit out their senior year of high school so they can get the bag. Now, obviously, at Desoto, you wouldn't want to because you, you're playing for a championship right yeah. you got Big plans. Let's see how good we are.
3: Well, uh, you're, you're right about this though because I think Quinn Ewers well, did at really? South Lake Carroll. He got a one million dollar NIL deal with Ohio State. Sat out his senior year. I think enrolled in Columbus early. But uh, he he did do that, and I do think you're you're onto something. Like if you're one I mean, of these elite prospects, like a five star type of quarterback, you might do that.
2: I would love to play for a state championship. Um, but I, I think in some situations maybe that's not possible or you've been moving around and you don't really have any loyalty to great friends that you've been playing with your whole life. Like if I got peewee bros that I've been with, there's no way I'm sitting out. But there are some situations where I could see it being a, a, a decision, especially if I'm like a high use running back. I don't want to. I don't want to put 250 touches on my body. You know, as as a as a four or five star running back, we're thinking NFL you know, is is a, is at least a possibility. Mm. And, I you know, I, I want to show up there as fresh as possible, and that means showing up in college as fresh as possible and spending as little time there as I possibly can.
3: Especially at that position, that's interesting.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I, I could see that possibly happening
3: moving forward. I think DeSoto does a good job of kind of sharing that backfield a little bit so they're not putting too much wear and tear. But you're right. Some of these running backs, like uh, you look at what Jay Gray did at Alito. You're getting 30 touches a game for the entire season. Eventually, yeah, you get to college. You've already been a workhorse back. So I can understand maybe some of these guys wanting to lighten yeah. the load. Yeah, yeah. It,
4: it'll be interesting to see where this goes in 20 years, 30 years. Like, the the effect of everybody mm-hmm. wanting to be healthy and be rested up. Like, where do you draw the line if you're a sophomore and you're a stud? Okay, I'm I, not know, playing junior or senior year. I, I hey, I'm a freshman. A I'm point. a super beast. Just yeah. I'll be on a great workout plan. I'll be training my balls off, but I'm not going to have any contact. Like Next thing you know, it'll be like, once you're done playing peewee, we'll
2: have a pretty good idea about your athleticism. We don't need you to be hit anymore, bro. Yeah, maybe we can get you a bag in high school, you know, if we're packing the seats, or maybe there's television interest. Maybe we can start a real academy system where the NFL teams have developmental programs and, you know, fans want to come watch our, our next generation of stars. But it is interesting. I, I think the maybe the, the, the other interesting thing here is will running back stay in college longer? You know, uh, if the money becomes significant, if I'm a star and we're going for a national championship, like what was Blake Quorum worth to Michigan? You know, some of these guys that can take it there. I think their alumni base might be willing to pay you more than what you would make as a second round pick to keep you.
3: 100 percent. No doubt. And uh, yeah, I thought maybe Bijan was going to do that a year ago. Obviously, he was confident, like, I'll go in the top 10, so I'll be okay. But. Some of these other guys, like Travion Henderson for Ohio State, wasn't going to be a first-round pick, said, okay, I'll take my NIL money, go back and, and play yeah. another season in college. Looking Why for not? A fifth and
2: six years, a matter of fact.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Let's just keep going. Give me that graduate year. Shannon Sharp and uh, J.J. Reddick went back and forth on first take earlier. And Lucius yesterday was bringing up uh, Shannon and being messy during L.A. Live. So he's trying to make a point. They're having a conversation of who will be the next face of the NBA Okay, when you get LeBron that inevitably retires. You know, Steph's also getting older. So which of this young crop you think can take over? And uh, Shannon suggested this point with J.J. Reddick could not contain himself laughing about during the conversation. You guys tell me, uh, is Shannon reaching or preaching here? And J.J.'s reaction is just epic.
0: But, Stephen, I think you can answer this better than JJ and I. What about relationship status? Magic and Bird was married. LeBron was in a relationship with Savannah. How do we look at that? Because when we look at presidential candidates, we look at candidates, we want them to be secure. We want them to be foundational pieces, You know what I'm I saying? That you I, have, I, I, like you're sti- I'm not going to lie. I don't know what the hell you're asking. I did not expect, that expect this. this. Shannon, now, hold on. A hold on. Can I say what? What? I said, Shannon? Yes. Yes.
1: I know what you're saying. Like, the but. first lady of basketball, Like they would say Steph Curry and Ayesha Curry, and we know them and the example and the role model. Okay. Okay. I get what you're saying. Got it. I get Like, the home life looks on point. I didn't know. I really didn't know.
0: Shannon, I get the
1: optics, and I hear you. He's saying, does that play a role in being the face? Yeah of the league and
2: marketable. Let's not act Let's not act like some of the faces of the league have been perfect with their off-court behavior.
3: I mean, like, he brought up, what, Magic and Bird being married? And I think if we've seen Winning Time on HBO, like, you know Magic, yes, he was married, but Magic was out there having the time of his life, right? So I think J.J. brings up a good point. I don't know, have you guys ever thought about that when it comes to being the face of the NBA? You know, you're off-the-court, like are you, are you a family man all that does that come into play when you're thinking no that, no no I, I, to no, me it's just all, all about how good are you as a basketball player that's yeah. really kind of the end all be all
2: yeah that's an interesting place to take that you know I think it comes down to uh can Luca get there uh it'll be Giannis for a little bit um but most likely Wemby right Wemby the yeah. most dominant player you know I, I could I could see him being the face as long as they get into a championship situation but You know, after that, there is no uh, clear next. Like you had Jordan, Kobe, LeBron, clearly in that lineage. You know, who's who's going to be the next to to take that torch as the you know the dominant Nike athlete, two guard creator that can dominate both ends of the court. I don't know if we have one of those that's really clear right now.
3: No, I know Jason Tatum tried to throw his name in there during All Star Weekend. Was like, hey, if I get a championship,
2: you bet. That's Brandon Roy level. You know, that's that's just that's that's pretty good. That's D Wade level. That's not Kobe, Jordan, LeBron. No. Uh, not, not, not my opinion. Am I wrong on that? No, no. you're not wrong on yeah, that. Okay. I mean, the, we don't have... And we're all trying to figure out
4: who is going to be the guy that takes it from... Once LeBron and Steph aren't here, who is the guy? Is there? Is there maybe two? I mean, you might have to have the co-star deal just because there's not that one obvious dude. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of great players. I mean, the depth of great players is... Or you know, really, really good players, talented players, is there? But having that guy, I don't, I don't know who that is right now. Me Somebody's either. gonna I have mean, to take the league by the balls and say, "I'm, you're gonna see me in the finals all the time."
2: Yeah, you know, and 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 then you got to have the charisma on top of that. Yes, you know, I that I was a big part of uh, of of Jordan. Smile, Kobe had, you know. His charisma and, and obviously LeBron does as well. He was he was always the fun kid, you know, that had taken over the league.
3: I'm a fun guy.
4: <laughs> yes.
2: It's not gonna be Kawhi. No. No,
3: Kawhi won't be playing enough. Uh last thing before we do G Bag of the Day, man, it it appears Matt Barnes is gonna lose his job with NBC Sports California his son is playing in high school he went to a high school game got really oh, yeah. mad we had that
2: story last week yeah I think. okay did yeah. you
3: yeah well so now it's come out like he's trying to defend himself like i didn't cross the line but it has cost him his job because he did threaten to uh hit one of these high school
2: kids in the face oh man oh that's tough okay well i'm sure uh everybody will be fine uh it's he'll time. be okay he'll get another gig it's time now for the g bag of the day into the pimp cup we
0: go here's lucius alexander yeah, I think the NBA needs to bring back playboy, like, faces of the leagues again. Yeah. They had that in the 70s. You know what I mean? Yeah. You had to be fly. You had the mutton chops, platforms and everything. <laughs> yes, Leaving the Staples Center. They, they had a club in the Staples Center, bro. Yes, they did. Okay. Magic was out here in these streets, bro. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. I'm just saying, I need to bring that back. I hear you, Shannon. Shannon's so messy. Oh, Oh, see, you need to be married to be facing the NBA, I think. What do you think? <laughs> my grandma more said if it was a duck if, no I ain't I'm, I'm, I'm chilling no keep it going <laughs> I'm chilling let's get into this right here uh, this might be the greatest DM of all time two NBA sports fans going back and forth about the uh <laughs> About the Nuggets and I think it's the Lakers. I'm not sure who the other team. I think it's the Lakers. Yes, it's the Lakers super fan. He's going back and forth with Excuse me.
4: <laughs> this is so great. I'm g- I'm glad you brought it back to that because I forgot what they were fighting about. But knowing that it's about something as trivial yeah.
0: is amazing. Yeah. Well, just like Meet Me in Temecula, one of the greatest Twitter arguments of all time, happened on Christmas Day. It was about Kobe Bryant. It's so good. Eric, might have that's your bag. Like, reading them those arguments back and forth. That's your bag, bro. I'm telling you. You got to go into that. You, you never heard of that? No. Meet me in Temecula? Yeah, oh, 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 no. I Googled it yesterday after okay, you brought yeah, it up. Yeah, it's gotta amazing. You got to go into what was said back and forth. Well, this time, they were tweeting back and forth with each other, and one dude got tired of it and jumped into the voice
5: messages on the Twitter and left some DMs. Check this out, my <laughs> I'm going to say this one time, homie. I never forget a face, my <laughs> <laughs> I'm very vindictive, my <laughs> And I ain't never not finished the job. So you want to keep talking that? Shit, keep talking that? Shit. This is just about basketball. The comments you was making. This is this is basketball. This ain't life. But I'ma tell you like this. You think funny? You know what I mean? You think you like some type of G or some type of gangster or something? If that's what you are, that's fine. But just know what comes with that. Because if I'm a, I'ma step to you. What you gonna do is you gonna send a, a, uh, a. Uh, uh, an apology. Apologize. Or I'ma catch your ass somewhere. I'ma catch you on my life. And I'ma smack the out of you, my shit, if I don't do more. I swear mm. to God. You don't know what you fing with. Everybody think they know what they fing with. The internet's fun and games until that one really come see you, homie. That's me. I put that on my life. I will f you up. <laughs> I'm very you me. better know the type of animal you're dealing with. I will audit your f tweet since 2010 and i will find you girlfriend the psychology behind what you're saying you saying he's soft right so you hard then right mm-hmm. if he's soft right. you hard mm. okay mr hard guy drop the mm. location drop the location i'll hey, bet yo. you i show up in 24 hours if you that you hard if he's soft and you hard drop the location mm.
0: Kelly is so different, bro. You you hard. hard, Who hard, cuz? You ain't harder than me, cuz. What the hell? Kelly is different, bro. Who hard, cuz? Who hard in here? Who the hardest one? No, he's the softest. Okay. All right, let's get into this. A dude named Henry. Henry was uptown minding his business, chilling, and ran into the Playmaker, Michael Irvin. Okay. Just randomly ran into him. And I guess Playmaker wanted to get some, uh, well, my man Henry wanted Playmaker to go ahead and take some shots at at Skip. Go ahead and take your shots at Skip right now. You know what I'm saying? So I can go viral and my Instagram goes up and everything. Come on, I got the big Playmaker on my Instagram right now. Instead, Playmaker took some shots at the boys.
5: Oh, no. You already know who I'm with.
0: You already know the goal. Right. It's the goal right
5: here, man. Hey, talk your s*** to uh, Skip next time
0: you feel, bro. Talk your s*** with Skip, bro. Listen, we can talk our s*** when our boys talk this s*** with Skip. That's the real s**t. That part. I'm tired of over-talking, brothers, convincing and confusing, brothers. I need mother to win. Hey, that's what I'm talking about. He is about that cowboy life, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even off the mic, just randomly running into Michael Irvin. He's going to give you some cowboy bars. I need him to win, man. I need him to win. Do whatever it's a,
4: it, takes. it is amazing. Like, you could you know? just, uh, at the snap, he is always prepared to make you run through a brick wall. Yeah. He's ready for the pregame speech at all times.
0: All white bricks. Yeah, was super <laughs> parades. I was like, "Oh, I bricks. Who a brick wall? Woo! I don't believe you. The right. <laughs> whole water of bricks is amazing. <laughs> Build that back <laughs> up, I'll run through it again. Yeah. That's what I did with my bonus check. All right, let's see. <laughs> Thanks first. <laughs> uh, stars have a new player. S- yeah, they were talking about it on the RJ and Chop show. Which okay. one of these guys is Chop? Here we go. Yeah.
5: The stars called up their Top Prospect. Let me go ahead and see if I can get this right. Alright, let's S- see. This bill will help me out. Logan Stank-assin... Wait. No. no. What is stank it? as in crank. Stank-oven.
1: Whoa.
2: Stank-ass. Stank
1: ass. <laughs> uh, we'll call her Vita from uh, now on. He wrote me Stank-assin. <laughs> Stank-assin! <laughs> So they're supposed to say steak as in Greg. Don't put this on Instagram.
2: <laughs> Ryan, it was so good. Is that Peyton Russell's work there? Who messed that up?
3: I, I think th- I think Gavin might have. I think we got to ask the Spitzy. hockey dog He might have said uh, he might have said Sean up for uh, failure there.
2: He he had a
4: little typo situation go down Maybe. when he was trying to like spell it out and sound it right, out. Logan Stankoven
3: gets over there to New York. Has, okay, he's, he's ready to try and play. Okay, oh. he just,
4: he just army rolled oh out God, of his he's office. He's, he's on all fours. Oh, he bear crawled yeah.
3: into the studio. Here he goes the now. He says he's oh. He dropped t- the gloves. He's ticked off. Get this man's mic on. Oh my on. gosh, what happened?
1: Twelve thirty a.m. I send this email and I thought I'd be cool and I'd say, all right, it's Stankoven. St- sorry, Stankoven.
2: Auto-corrected to so, stank ass. No, no, no. I put I head. put
1: in parentheses stank as in crank. Oh. And then and then I pronounced the back
2: half. So it's stank oven.
1: He just read it. No proofreading or anything.
2: It was a cold read? Totally where, cold where read. Where did he get the ass okay. part, though?
1: Because I said stank as in. Oh, stank. So as he just got stank.
2: Oh, okay, this all makes sense. Because I didn't
1: want him to mispronounce over. the star's biggest prospect that on mean, air. That's and the crank
4: obviously is. Oh, stank man. is in crank.
1: That's so
3: strange.
4: I mean, what should bro. I have
1: said? Trying to like stank the, is in dank? Is the
2: hyphenations? Oh, so the hyphens? Stank <laughs> is in bank? <laughs> I mean, I don't think stank needs a phonetic help. At all. Well, at all. I was afraid he was going to yeah. say stink. No, I like where you were going. with stink.
1: Yeah. Oven.
2: No, we appreciate uh, your He's definitely not going to get that one. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I'm mean, going to let you guys like
1: just go into the air now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's on you, not me. No, Am I pronouncing that. this right? I don't know. and I'm going to be laughing in my office from now on.
2: Uh,
4: Words that <laughs> rhyme with stank at 877
2: yes. uh, 881 My
1: apologies, uh, Lucius. This is your segment. I
2: know, it's all gravy. At the Thanks, beginning sir. of the segment, I, I thought uh, the, the verdict was Spittle had gotten into the gluten-free liquor again. You know what I'm saying? And he was... He was drunk texting Sean <laughs> at night, but now I, I think maybe it was Sean. Jeez. Wow. Hey, Frank yeah, uh, maybe Sean was to blame. Hilarious. RIP pop smoke. Yeah.
0: Hey. What
2: do you say? Is it time to vote, Lucius? I
0: got one more. Okay. let's well, vote I'll wait for it tomorrow. All All right. Right, let's get it in.
2: Are we gonna drop the location again hey. here? Our one time G back of the day champion. Is it Henry and Uptan who ran into Michael Irvin? Did not have an inappropriate incident, just some good knowledge bombs. Sean and RJ uh, messing up new player's name uh, with assist. The helper from the hockey hawk, Gavin Spittle. You like that? little hockey slang? <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, I'm going with Henry in Uptown with Michael Irvin. How about you, Chief?
0: I will go with uh, with the Stanky Boys. <laughs> oh, that was good, too. Lucius? You know, if my ankle wasn't broken, I'd be getting sturdy to this. <laughs> hey, hey, baby. I'm going with the greatest DM argument of all time. That is a
2: hell of an argument. I'm going to go with the stank ass, though. By a score, a two-to-one-to-one. To one. And your new G-Bag of the Day champions, it's our friends from the Sean and RJ show here in the G-Bag Nation. Once again, your G-Bag of the Day champions. Okay, uh, Krusty's Corner's coming up next. You're looking at bold predictions for the Cowboys offseason next, the fam. It's time now, though, for Krusty's Corner. Brian is out all week long. He'll be back on Monday. Send him some love on social media. Here's Zach Wolchuk.
3: Thank you very much. We've got five bold predictions for the Dallas Cowboys offseason. See if you guys like these or not. We start with number five. Stephon Gilmore does get locked up on a multi-year deal. We played the Mike Zimmer audio last week. He was a big fan of Gilly coming out of the draft there. Intelligent, smart player, uh, can play some press. And I I do think that's something that Zimmer will want to do more of. And I think Gilmore was pretty darn good for you last year. Obviously, he is getting older. Uh, the long speed, not quite there. But his IQ, uh, his cerebralness of the position, uh, I think he's able to, you know, be, be able to translate that. And he'll be able to play into his mid-30s. And when you have Trayvon Diggs coming off that injury, I think you just need some more insurance other than just a rookie player. So I'm cool with getting Gilmore in here uh, on, a, on a, you know, team-friendly type of deal.
2: Yeah, you know, I think this should be the start of the veteran contracts that are multi-year but might only go one year. Okay, yeah, sure, Stephon Gilmore, here's your three-year deal. We're going to, uh, you know, give you the nice signing bonus, spread most of the first-year salary out over three years, throw in a little extra for you, and I hope that they follow that model with uh, a handful of players uh, because I agree with Michael Irvin, you know, in that, uh, in that G-bag of the day, just go win. Let's stop talking about it. And this challenge is for the front office. Like I said, the first Monday after the season ended, this is a front office season. We can talk about leadership. We can talk about coaching better. We can talk about playing harder, paying more attention. This is a a, a job the front office has to get right. And it's going to be risky for them and and against the way that they've gone about business. But it's crucial uh, because I, I do believe this is the last year in this championship window for now.
3: How about this one? Number four, bold predictions for the Cowboys offseason. They released Michael Gallup and signed Marquise Hollywood Brown in the offseason. Gallup, we know, uh, has been, you know, kind of on the downward trend since the injury. But Hollywood Brown, former first-round pick of the Ravens, had over 1,000 yards in 2021, uh, was a little banged up last year, had just over 574 yards, but he's an OU kid, be reuniting with CD Lamb. Maybe this could be a landing place where he would want to come and play with the Dallas Cowboys. Certainly brings a speed element.
4: Yeah, there's the uh there's an explosive guy there. Him and Brandon Cooks would strike some fear into the into the secondaries of defenses, so that's for sure. But he's he's kinda banged up, dude. He's kinda injured, dude. So um I mean, you could probably get him for a pretty fair price because of that. And uh like I think most of his tenure in Arizona was just guy couldn't stay healthy enough to really put together a long season of of great play so if you get him on the cheap maybe i mean as a wide receiver three i would certainly that really like good. that i do like a i mean they, they need to get somebody in there because we know Gallup is not going to be here they're gonna june they're gonna june one him save plenty of money and but tolbert's not your wide receiver three Tolbert is still a bit of a project at this point, so you got to get somebody. Maybe it's a veteran on the relatively cheap, like a Marquise Brown. Maybe it's somebody in the draft. I don't know, but the spot has to be addressed.
2: Yeah, you're dead on right. You know, I and I love what you were saying. If you can get them on the cheap without it costing you a bunch of salary cap space, because I feel like the Cowboys need to be spending the the bulk of that improving in the trenches. I agree. Yeah, Cowboys add Aziz
3: Al Shayer would be number three at linebacker. He, uh, of course, we know you have Damone Clark coming back. Shire was undrafted out of FAU in 2019, spent four years with the Niners, signed with the Titans in 2023, had a career year in Tennessee, 163 tackles, two sacks. He's 230, and uh, he's certainly an upgrade over Marquise Bell. No disrespect over Bell, but he's an actual linebacker who's got the body type for that now you can move Marquise Bell back to safety I know he's a name we've talked about quite a bit uh, you have a lot of linebackers that are free agents but he's a guy that's not kind of at, kind of at that top of the list he's kind of in the middle tier so he's not going to cost probably top of the line money
4: yeah this is perfect this is exactly what they should be they should be thinking here the the depth of this linebacker class allows for a guy like Aziz Al Alshair to be maybe not even a top five free agent linebacker on some team yeah. you know in some team's mind but the the style of linebacker that he is the physical aggressive attacking linebacker who wants to get in the mix in the run game he's that thumper he's willing to shed blocks he's he's kind of got to screw loose like that when you watch him play that's the kind of guy that he is he made what five million last year is that what you said
3: yeah uh, it was a five million dollar
4: deal i think it with was Tennessee. a cheap deal yeah so and, and the
3: production was there i mean i think he's a guy that and he can cover better than i think people give him credit for
4: uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, it, and that's just a bonus. I just need to, I need somebody who can come in here and actually be a legitimate linebacker when it comes to stopping the run.
3: Number two, and this one I'm a little iffy on, but I understand it, uh, cause he is a guy that's probably going to be cheap, but Cowboys land running back, AJ Dillon in free agency. Of course, he was a second round pick of the Packers has some of the biggest quads you'll ever see in your entire life. But I think he was a little bit disappointing there in that tandem with Aaron Jones, uh, last year. It w- was not great for him, but he would be somebody that could answer some of the short yardage struggles like where Tony Pollard was not a great fit. He's a guy that can get you some of those tough, dirty yards because he is kind of a bigger, more bruising bag. Or you could sign him as that cheap free agent runner and then you still draft a guy.
2: Yeah, I like that pro- uh, approach. You know, it's got to be one veteran or another and a short yardage guy makes sense because I- I'm going to need the guy from college to be a home run hitter. Yeah, I, I need to look
4: a little bit more into I do believe that if the Cowboys were to sign A.J. Dillon, we would all receive a simultaneous phone call of just rabid laughter from Jared Sandler.
3: Yeah, I know Packer fans are not big on him, and, and I get it, because as a second-round pick, he came in with some pretty high expectations. I, I think he had, like, one good year in Green Bay where they were like, You'd okay. have to
2: have an amazing explanation, like, it just wasn't a good scheme fit for him. Um, but, yes, considering that there was another guy in the backfield outperforming you by 30%, that's that's not a good sign. Yeah,
3: I I wasn't a big A.J. Dillon fan, but I can understand the logic there uh, just based on the type. He's a bigger, more physical back. But number one, bold prediction for the offseason is that Dak Prescott does agree to the most lucrative contract in the National Football League. Cowboys get him that extension, and uh, he ends up being the Cowboys quarterback for many, many more years, which, of course, Jordan Schultz reported yesterday, $60 million probably uh, is what the starting price would be. And I don't know. I mean, I I think that we've seen that they are maybe more open than they've ever been before to possibly going into this season, letting this thing ride as we've talked about. But I could also see them looking at kind of their cap numbers and thinking, damn, we got to go ahead and extend this thing so we are able to free up some space right now for this season.
4: Yeah, I did think it was interesting in that sound from Jimmy Johnson where he was on Miami radio talking about Uh, being you know him and Jerry having the better relationships since the since the ring of honor situation saying and he was kind of joking around like he's on his advisory board but he did say in the middle of that like yeah Jerry after the Packers game he calls me and we're talking about you know like decisions on his coach and his quarterback Mm -hmm. And, and so like he mentioned the quarterback there so I do think there is some level of willingness to maybe not marry themselves completely to Dak like they've done and they've talked about doing again.
2: You know, I think you got, if you're going to go bold prediction with Dak, you got to get that in your story one way or another for the tags and the search and the, the Google algorithm and everything. So I understand you got to do it. But I think the much better bold prediction is that one doesn't get done and that uh, maybe the Cowboys are going to make him go earn it. That's the way I would have taken that if I was that writer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's truly a 50 50 though. I just, I don't know what's going to happen here. It's tough to judge right now. Yeah. I, I, I could see them being fine with, you know, the ultimate deadline has made the deal. Every time with Dak and the Cowboys, you know, they have not they have not done anything early, not a single day. Um, so I would expect the contract to expire and them to go into next offseason and maybe even close the training camp before something gets done, to be honest with you. NFL news of the daytime. Thank you. uh, Chuck, where are we going with the NFL spread?
3: Right, we got a fun Edelman, Stefan Gilmore training camp fight story retirements. And could this team up in San Fran actually be possible? That's next.